It's Friday. It's the day you've been waiting on. It feels good just to say the word. Go ahead and say it. Friday. Friday. Hi. Hi. How are you? Uh, it's 507. And 210-599-5555 uh, is the phone number. I'm Trey. Elaine's right there. There's Jimmy. And over there is Don. We got you covered today. And uh, we're all wearing red for Remember Everyone Deployed Day. Going to be sunny and warm today. 77 things turn around a little bit tomorrow. Clouds and some showers tomorrow. And only 73 for the high. So let's just get this out of the way right now. It's January 6th. whoop de freaking do Okay? Unless you're a leftist nut, then, oh, my God, this is a day that's worse than 9-11 and, and, and Pearl Harbor combined, says the lefties. This is absolutely the worst day in American history. I mean, this is so horrible. Nancy Pelosi tweeting yesterday, Tomorrow we shall solemnly observe the January 6th attack on the Capitol. ABC Radio News on this station this morning. Today is January 6th, the date when Trump forces tried to overthrow the government of the United States by attacking the Capitol. (laughs) God. They're all crazy. They're all nutty. But what they're doing is they're trying to turn January 6th into their anti-Republican holiday. Like a Guy Fawkes Day. You know what that is? Guy Fawkes? 1605, Catholic extremists placed kegs of gunpowder underneath the room where the House of Lords and King James were going to meet. They were caught before they could destroy England's rulers. And more than 400 years later, the British citizens still celebrate Guy Fawkes Day. And that's, well, hatred for all things Catholic, according to Catholic.com. And what they're trying to do, what the leftists are trying to do, are trying to make this hatred for all things Republican. Oh, there'll be more prosecutions that are going to come. You bet. Merrick Garland says, thank you so much for everything you've done to help us get the people so far, but we need to get 300 more thrown in jail. 300 more thrown in jail. This is worse than 9-11, says the leftist. Worse than having those buildings knocked down and 3,000 people die. You had a guy in a medicine man, horned hat, went and took a selfie. You had another guy. And by the way, they didn't kill anybody. Okay, they did not kill anybody. Merrick Garland said yesterday six brave police officers died on January 6th. That's untrue. That's just factually not correct. One person died, and she was named Ashley Babbitt, and she was shot and killed by a Capitol Police officer who is yet to be investigated and yet to be prosecuted for cold-blooded murder or uh, you know manslaughter or any of those charges. Okay. So today is January 6th. Have a good time with your little celebrations. They're going to they're gonna have a thing at the White House, and uh, the president's going to hand out medals. They're going to have a thing at the Capitol this morning where they're going to sing Kumbaya on the Capitol steps this morning. Never, never forget January 6th. Really? What happened to December 7th? What happened to 9-11? They don't care about those. Those are not important to them. What's important to them is making political hay out of this for as long as they can in order to paint all Trump followers. Yes, that means you, if you weren't even there, to paint all Trump followers as extremists who were attacking democracy on that day. Democracy was under attack. Yeah, sure it was. Right. So anyway, today is their favorite day. They they even 
even have had uh, Democrat people in the Congress that have put forward national holiday remembrances to have solemn holidays, kind of like kind of like Memorial Day, they call it. That they would, in fact, that's exactly what they have said. They this should be compared to Memorial Day, January sixth should be compared to the deaths of everyone who has ever served to the military in order to protect and defend liberty and freedom. The January 6th ought to be a holiday for us to have a solemn day of remembrance. It should be compared to Memorial Day. <laughs> it's, so, it's so great to sit here and watch the psychos on the left of the Democrat Party. Because they are psycho. That's just total psycho talk. That January 6th ought to be remembered as Memorial Day is remembered. And we ought to have a solemn holiday every January 6th to bow on knee and contemplate the over the attempted overthrow of the United States government. 210-599-5555. Jimmy, how about line one over here? 210-599-5555. And it's Derek. Hey, Derek, what's up, man? Happy Friday. Hey. Hey, Trey, happy Friday to you. Love the show. Just want to say, you know, if President Trump intended on overthrowing the the Democrats, uh, you know, they would have gone in there and they would have cleaned house. They would have been prepared, or even if they weren't prepared, if he would have said, storm the Capitol now and remove all the Democrats, that would have been done. Well, and that, and that wasn't done. He said exactly the opposite. He talked about impeach. Now, it never should have happened in the first place. And he's even he told Mike Pence that. He said, I never should have gone to that rally uh, in, in the days following. And, and he, he admitted that he wasn't quick enough to go out and say, everybody go home. It took, took too long for him to go out there and say that. He's admitted those things. But this was not, you know, worse than 9-11. This is not let's have a holiday. Or let me ask you, Derek, should we have a holiday and compare it to Memorial Day? Absolutely not. I mean, come on. Who, who, who are these nut jobs that are pushing this? Oh, oh, that's right. Our, our, our nighttime news anchor from ABC. Thank you, Derek. Have a great weekend, man. I appreciate your call. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. No, I'm not going to spend much time at all on January 6th. Because to me, um, it was uh, nothing more than what it appeared to be. Some people got overzealous. They climbed the walls up there. They went inside. They didn't ransack or kill anybody. Again, the only person that was killed was somebody who went inside there. They shot her and killed her and never prosecuted the guy or investigated the guy or charged the guy that shot and killed a woman who went into the Capitol. And we still don't know now, do we? Now, let me let me tie January 6th into what you're seeing with the speaker mess because it's not a mess here's what needs to happen in this congress continue on investigating january 6th but let's have a real investigation into january 6th shall we let's call witnesses from both sides and put witnesses from both sides under oath. Let's find this mysterious man by the name of Ray Epps, who is allegedly on video. I don't know. That's what they say. I've seen what I've seen a guy that they're calling Ray Epps on video. 
that he was an FBI plant, they say, and that he was there encouraging all of this to go on. Just who were those people that opened the doors and said, come this way, come here, in here? Who, who were those people? I don't know. I, but I'd, I'd like to know. See, here's what I'd like to have. I'd like to have a speaker with some guts and some you-know-whats that will actually say we're going to do a real January 6th investigation. And that is what's scaring the left and the Democrats and the establishment, Republicans, the Uniparty. It's scaring them spitless. Why? Because it will prove what we've been saying all along. This was not an insurrection. This was not an overthrow of the government. That's not what this was. And if it was an FBI operation or a CIA operation or a governmental operation at all, the American people should know that it should be exposed. We all should be told the truth. You haven't been told the truth about it. You have been told lies that were made up by some guy who used to work for Disney that the Democrats colluded with to put together a television program. That's what you saw about January 6th. That's the information about January 6th. You haven't been, this has not been a fair, impartial <laughs> investigation about January 6th. It, it hasn't existed. Nobody's done a fair and partial investigation about this. They put on a show and wrote a report about one person, Donald Trump. And why? Because he went in and broke up the Uniparty for four years. That's why. And so the Uniparty is standing unified against 21 Republicans who want to see real change. And if you are more outraged about this process and the time that it's taking than you are about the way the Uniparty has been screwing up your life for years, you need to reconsider your priorities in life. If you're more outraged about the process and the time that it's taking right now than about the way the Uniparty has been opening the borders, putting us $31 trillion into debt, spending money to defend the borders of a country and not ours, raising taxes, taking more and more of your income, forcing schools to tell children, hey, you can change your sex on a whim. If you're more outraged about this process and the time that it is taking, oh, my God, the Republicans, they are so embarrassing. Oh, I cannot believe this. If you're thinking that these Republicans are looking stupid, well, then you're buying the media cartel line right now on Fox News. It continues to drag on. Try 63 votes. That happened at one time. 63 Don just reported, and he's right, every speaker since 1923 has been elected with just one vote. Now, what does that tell you? It tells you the Uniparty, and we know that it was right around that time that the Uniparty, with the backing of the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the others, took over our government. And we know that to be true. We know that to be true. Why? Because in 1960... 62. We had a man by the name of John Kennedy tell us that. Yeah, he was the president at that time. What you're really saying, if you're thinking the Republicans are looking stupid right now, and I just want to get this, so let's just get this over. 
What you're really saying is you aren't serious about change. You're not really serious about principles. That's what you're saying. Because these folks are just exercising what we're supposed to do in a constitutional republic. You see, people these days, people are not used to the way a constitutional republic works. This is how it works. We have become accustomed to the authoritarian approach of a ruling uniparty. That's what we've become accustomed to. Okay, we have one vote and one person, and here's that person, and you shall vote for this person. No, I don't think so. I don't want that person. What if I don't want that person? Well, that doesn't matter. Then you look stupid. If you're not voting for that person, you're a terrorist. What they call what? What did Crenshaw call his fellow Republican? Well, his supposed fellow Republican. I don't think Crenshaw's Republican, but anyway, what do you call him? A terrorist? You're a far right ideologue, is what they have been calling these folks. Actually, no. This is the way America is supposed to work. You see, when you live in an authoritarian regime, you shut your mouth and you do what the regime tells you to do. Right? Shut your mouth and get in line. Or else we'll disappear you like they do in China and North Korea and the Soviet Union and Hitler's Germany. Do as we tell you to do or we'll disappear you. And that's what they're trying to tell these Republicans today. And all they're trying to do is stand up for the principles that people voted them for. Right? You can, you're, you're free to disagree with those principles. You're free to say, no, I don't think your, your, your ideas are right. But as far as the process is concerned, this is it. This is what makes us the greatest, if you want to call it democracy, I call it constitutional republic. This is what makes us a great constitutional republic. And it's almost over with. And the uniparty, uniparty is, they can taste victory of controlling every aspect of our lives. They really already are. But they can also, they can also taste a little bit of defeat. They're really afraid of people like Donald Trump having any kind of voice, any kind of say-so, where they might be exposed for their criminal activities that have gone on inside of Washington, D.C. for all these years. What Don told you in the news ought to speak volumes to you. Since 1923, every speaker has been elected with one vote. Okay, that's our guy. Thank you. No. I don't think so. I don't live in a totalitarian, authoritarian uh, country. Well, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be living in a country like that. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Trey Ware. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Funky Friday. Anything you want to talk about this morning? Anything you want to say about any of this stuff? All right. Jump in here. Feel free. 210-599-5555 as you get up and get ready to roll in this morning. Great news from the doctors at uh, the hospital where Damar Hamlin is, the football player who collapsed on the field the other night, according to Dr. Timothy Pritz. Uh, Damar Hamlin's not able to speak, but he did right. Did we win? <laughs> Man, that's a football player right there. Did we win? That's great. Love that. And they answered, yeah, you won the game of life. Uh, he still can't speak because he still has the tube, the breathing tube, so he's still sedated and all that, but he's communicating and writing. And I'll just say this about that. 
I put on my Facebook page yesterday when he awoke and started to uh, to speak or you know write to them that um, this is the power of prayer. It's the power of prayer. When two or three are gathered in my name, or let's say two or three million, or probably way more than that, are gathered in my name, then I am there within within their midst, and that's exactly what we have seen happen. I believe. I believe you see an answered prayer because so many times it doesn't go this way. So many times we have the complete opposite. We would be looking at a memorial service for him, but not not in this case. And I believe, yes, of course, the great reaction by the NFL team and having the right equipment and all those things that we've talked about and the great hands of the physicians in the hospital and the equipment that they have at the hospital, of course. But all of that flows through the wisdom and knowledge of God through the hands of people who invented it and know how to use it. And then, of course, the people who were praying for him after this happened to him. It is it is absolutely the power of prayer. And that's why I still contend, and I was born in 1963, so I don't remember the debate, but I've read about it. Prayers should be part of public life, including schools. And Candace Owens is not a nut job. She's not a conspiracy theorist. She's not a crazy person. She's not an idiot. She's not a fool. She doesn't, you know, fly off the handle. She's very measured and very smart. I would say Candace Owens is brilliant. She tweeted this. Every athlete who got the COVID vaccine is at increased risk for a heart attack. Gutless and foolish not to admit that at this point. Joe Biden, meanwhile, yesterday was giving a speech about the border. Let's go to cut number three here, Jimmy. He was talking about how he's going to just basically open up the border even more by allowing people who are so poor that they can't afford anything. They have to walk to America. This is how poor these people are. They're escaping the poorness and the oppression and how horrible it is in their mother country. Please come to America so I can give you welfare, health care, cost of about eight billion dollars a year out of the pockets of hard-working american citizens we want to give you all this stuff because you're so oppressed in your motherland do you come here that's what we've heard from the left that's what we've heard from joe biden that's what we've heard from the democrats for years they're just poor people trying to get here but what we want them to do is go on their iphone That's what Joe said yesterday. Go on your iPhone and 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 make you know do this app thing and go on the app and and then we'll we'll, we'll consider letting you in. And he's breaking the law, by the way. Joe broke the law yesterday. He's breaking the law with his new plan here. But you know, the guy's still a nut. He, he turned around again and said, President Harris has been in charge of this process. I'm not being facetious. Well, President Harris led this effort. Led this effort to make things better. President Harris. This is about the tenth time or so that he has called her President Harris. Last January, he referred to her as President Harris during a speech in Georgia, in which he also falsely claimed that he was arrested multiple times fighting for civil rights. In December of 2021, he told students of a historically black college in South Carolina that, of course, President Harris is a proud Howard alum. Hmm, that's interesting. Asking why he's going to the border now... 
He said, well, Republicans haven't been serious about this at all. Say what? And then he went on to say, Title 42 is uh, is going to go away before the end of the year in the terms of the Supreme Court, my prediction, and then, then we're going to use Title 9. I'm sorry, you're going to use what? We're going to use Title... Uh, uh, no, it's it's 8. Yeah, the, it, it's 8, right? Am I right? Yeah, uh, Title 8. No, 8-9. We're using Title 8-9. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Putin laughs. Yeah, she laughs because they, they got us over a barrel. We're so weak right now as a nation. So weak, man. We are. We really are. We're the laughing stock of the world. Biden mispronounced U.S. Customs and Border Protection as Customs and Border Patrol. <laughs> But I'll tell you something else he's going to do when he goes to the border. He's going to face, there will be Border Patrol agents who are going to be there. And I, I don't know if any of the horsemen are going to be there. I hope so. I would like for them to be there. And I would like for them to stare him down. Do you remember the guys on horseback? He's, they were whipping them. And they will pay, said Joe Biden. And then a complete review was done. And what we had said from the very beginning was true. They didn't whip anybody. But Joe never said he was sorry. Joe never backtracked. Joe piled on even worse. He continued to ratchet it up. These guys were horrible for what they're doing. We haven't seen that since the Civil War. Um, so I my guess is when he gets to El Paso, my guess is that everybody around him, all the little circus monkeys that follow him around, they're all going to make sure that all those Border Patrol agents stay far, far away. Because the last thing Joe wants to have is any of them staring right at him. Because that's exactly what he would get out of them. And that's exactly what he deserves out of them. Until he's going to apologize, which ain't going to happen. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Dave Ramsey here. When you need a reliable uh, boogie. It's Friday. You got some good times? Just let it roll. Mm. 537, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, Trey KTSA.com. And my phone is turned on, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 210-599-5555. You want some good times? Just call me. That's right. For a good time, call me. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Texas Supreme Court denies Jeff Younger's petition to keep children in Texas. In light of California trans refuge law, it's called sanctuary law. Basically, in California, the fruits and nuts of California approved a law that says... If you want to escape a state like Texas that, you know, might prevent a child from being transitioned to the other sex at the, at the age of two, well, then you can come to California and nobody can say anything. No parent, no no other adult, no no aunt, no uncle, nobody. Nobody can intervene. If you can get that child to California, hey, you know what? We'll cut the breasts off the little girls. We'll cut the penis off the little boy. We'll give them puberty blockers. We'll give them hormone treatment. We'll do all that here in California because we are a sanctuary, a sexual sanctuary state. Quit trying to redefine pedophilia in America. Stop it. 
the adults in the room in the United States need to take a stand against all this. They're redefining pedophilia. And here's the case, and we've been following this case. I've talked about this case. I don't know how many years I've been talking about this case of Jeff Younger. He and his wife separated a long time ago, got divorced. She's some sort of nut job pediatrician thing in my view, my opinion. Their son, James, she started to call him Luna when James was two. And when James would be with Mama, Mama would dress James in a dress and say, You're not a boy. You're a girl. This is two years old. Your name is Luna. You're a little girl, Luna. That's who you are, Luna. And so James would come to Daddy and be at Daddy's house. And he would be telling Daddy, No, Mommy puts me in a dress. I'm supposed to wear a dress. He said, Say what? And by the way, all this is on video. There's a video of him talking to his little boy, and his little boy telling him, Mommy puts me in a dress, calls me Luna. And so, yeah, come to find out, that is exactly what was going on. And the courts here in Texas, they stood in, in, in James's way of trying to say, Hey, listen, she's transitioning my son. So then what they did was they would take him, uh, she would take him, James, to school, and the school behind the daddy's back. When he would arrive at the school, they the school would change James out of his jeans and boy clothes into a dress. The school had a dress there for James and called him Luna and allowed Luna, James, to use the little girl's bathroom. Quit redefining and normalizing pedophilia in America. That's what this is. This is pedophilia. Stop it. It's not minor attraction. And it's not transitioning of a child. It's pedophilia. Stop it. So, as the story goes on, California passes this sanctuary law this year, past year, and a mom jumps up and runs to California with James so that she can transition James uh, without without the dad. And that's exactly what she plans on doing. Is taking this man's son, running to California where she can do this legally, according to California law, and start the actual modification on this young boy's body. We live in a very evil age, an age of stupidity, as I call it, but it's also an evil age, an evil age of stupidity. Thank God for Marjorie Taylor Greene. She has introduced the Pass the Protect Ch or the uh, Protect Children's Innocence Act, which makes it a felony to perform any gender-affirming care on a minor. It also permits a minor on whom such care is performed to bring civil action against each individual who provided the care. And it prohibits the use of federal funds for gender-affirming care for health insurance that covers such care, may not be provided in a federal health care facility or by a federal employee. And it prohibits qualified health plans from including coverage for gender-affirming care. And plans that include coverage for such care are not eligible for federal subsidies. And the bill prohibits institutions of higher education 
from offering instruction in gender-affirming care makes non-U.S. national aliens, illegal aliens, under federal law, perform gender-affirming care on a minor, deportable and inadmissible to the United States. So, we need to pass the Protect Children's Innocence Act. It needs to be done right away. The adults in the room need to stand up for the children because the children are being destroyed by pedophiles in America. Whether it's allowing pornography in the schools... This pedophilia nut stuff that's running around. We just had a case yesterday where a teacher was, was, was arrested here for allegedly texting one of his students, right? Sexual material. It's everywhere. It's in your school. It's in your, it's in your neighborhood. It's everywhere. And those of us who, who are adults in this nation, we have a responsibility to protect and defend the children. Now, here in Texas, we have the bill that bans gender identity material through 8th grade and public schools. That has been filed. Introduced by State Representative Jared Patterson. He's been up in the north, for, north of Fort Worth area since 2019. He says that parental rights are paramount to the safety and well-being of a child. He says the sexualization of our children must stop and that parents and taxpayers have spoken loudly over the past years the message is no more radical ideology in the classroom, particularly when it comes to inappropriate or obscene content. And he says, given what we've uncovered, this bill is needed to provide parents with the maximum transparency and control over health-related services in our schools. Why? Because parents are taking their kids to schools, and the schools are doing stuff like what I just told you happened with the young boy who was being transitioned by the mama, and the school went right along with it. Without daddy's knowledge, daddy would drop him off. And the young boy was then immediately put in a dress. He's a child. He's a child. And allowed to pretend to be a little girl named Luna. Now, just in case you're thinking that this is real and you can choose your sex, if you believe that, then you don't believe in following the science because you can't choose your gender. Gender is not fluid, and gender is not non-binary. Somebody needs to be truthful. Somebody's got to tell the truth. And what everybody is worried about is, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings who may be going through this. That's the problem that we have in this country right now. I don't want to step on your toes. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I, 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 I may hurt your feelings. If the boy comes out a boy, the boy is a boy. And the boy one day is going to die a boy. And the same is true for girls. And we need to be truthful with ourselves and quit living the lie. We need to stop that. We need to be truthful about this. Now, as we've always said... Look, we live in a country that you're supposed to be free. So, you know, if you're an adult and you want to wear panties, you're a guy and you want to wear panties, okay. We, we live in a free society. Wear panties. Wear hose and high heels. Go ahead. You're an adult. But when you start doing it to children, you're a pedophile. According to an international group of over 100 clinicians and researchers, there is currently no biological evidence for gender identity and no 
laboratory tests that can distinguish a trans-identified person from a non-trans-identified person. And despite this, the belief in gender identity is used as the basis for medically transitioning thousands of children and adolescents. However, there is no, none, zero scientific evidence for gender identity. You want to, you want to hear how they put it in their paper? There is no brain, blood, or other objective test that distinguishes a trans-identified person from a non-trans-identified person. Why? Because if you look at their brain, that's that's a boy's brain and a boy's body. If you look at their blood and their DNA and their chromosomes, hey, that's a boy in a boy's body. There are no objective tests to say mm, we can't. We, 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 oh yeah, you really are a girl in a boy's body. Oh, look at that. You've got the girl's chromosomes, but you're living in a boy's body. Yes, it, 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 that's impossible. It doesn't exist. And somebody needs to be truthful, and somebody needs to stand in the way of nut jobs who are transitioning children by mutilating their bodies. Mutilation. That's what it is when you remove the breasts off a 13-year-old girl or you remove the, the penis off of a 14-year-old boy. You're mutilating them. It's exactly what that is. And you know what, folks? I'll just end this by saying this. We're going to live to regret this. We're going to live to regret the age, this evil age of stupidity that we're living in right now. We are going to regret this. So we might as well stand in a way and stop it right now for Mr. Younger and all the other parents out there who are grieving the fact that people are taking their children, radically altering their bodies, and they're not transitioning them. There's no such thing. You cannot transition. 210-599-5555. Trey Ware, KTSA. Research shows listeners prefer a personal... 553. Funky Friday. Wearing red today, remembering everyone deployed. Trey Ware, KTSA. There's Elaine, there's Jimmy, and Don's right over there. 210-599-5555. This account now that's coming from the affidavit. Uh, by the way, I, let me say this at the beginning of this. For all the criticism that you know, people across this country, including myself, have leveled at the upper echelon of the FBI for the way they have so bungled everything. Uh, and I'm talking about, again, and we make that distinction every time, the higher-ups at the FBI, the swamp creatures inside of Washington, D.C., part of the Uniparty, who worked in collusion with the Uniparty to ban things they didn't want you to hear and to promote things they wanted you to hear through social media and regular media as well, the Uniparty using the IC to force their words into your ears and their images into your eyes. But that's in D.C. As I've said over and over again, the the G-men and women out here who are working it, working it, working it, working it, working it, they're doing a great job. They're keeping us safe. Or they're doing a great job. Their investigations are wonderful. And they know how to use the equipment and the tactics to be able to catch the bad guys. It's the political class, the swamp creatures, that collude with the Uniparty to keep things the way they are and really work against the American people, working against us. But the other ones who are out here in the field officers and working hard, man, they're doing a great job. Look what they did with this guy that they caught capturing the man suspected of killing those four University of Idaho students. 
They found DNA on the knife sheath and video surveillance and cell phone records. That's what led police to find him. That leather knife sheath laying on the bed next to one of the bodies of one of the little girls had DNA on it. The Idaho State Lab was able to locate a single source of male DNA on the button snap of that knife sheath. Pennsylvania confiscated trash from the suspect's parents' home, obtained a DNA profile. That DNA sample from the sheath and the trash contained DNA belonging to the suspect's father. Isn't that interesting? One of the surviving roommates, Dylan Mortensen, told police that she was awoken at a 4 a.m. by what she thought was one of the other roommates playing with her dog upstairs. Then Mortensen heard somebody say, there's someone here. She opened her door. She didn't see anything. She went back into her room. Then she opened her door a second time and heard a male voice say, it's okay, I'm going to help you, or something similar to that. Then a security camera... It's about 50 feet away. Picked up the sounds of voices and a whimper followed by a thud. That was at about 417, and the dog could be heard as well. And again, Mortensen then told police she opened the door a third time and saw a man wearing black clothing and a mask over his nose and mouth walking right toward her. She said the man was about 5'10 or taller. Athletic build, but not muscular with bushy eyebrows. She said he walked right past her as she stood in a frozen shock phase. He walked right out of the house through the sliding glass doors and she locked herself in her room. Now, one of the big questions is why didn't she call 911? This was at 417 or 420 or 425, somewhere along in there. She didn't call 911 until about noon, between 11 and noon. Now, police were able to narrow the time frame of the crime between 4 a.m. and 425. They really say 13 minutes there, so it's closer to 415 to 425 in that, in that zone. And they got footage, video footage, showing that Hyundai Elantra, without a front license plate, which, by the way, they are required in Washington, not in Pennsylvania. And the car was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. About three times until 4.04 a.m. and then attempting to turn around on the road. The vehicle was next seen around 4.20 a.m. Traveling away from the direction of the off-campus residence. High speed heading toward the road that goes to Pullman, Washington. That's where the suspect attended Washington State University. And then video footage shows from, that's the, from the Washington State campus that white Hyundai Elantra leaving the area, headed toward Moscow at about 2.53 a.m. So police were able to match the suspect to the vehicle through two previous traffic stops. They also reviewed the cell phone data, and it showed the suspect's phone did not ping any cellular towers near the crime scene during the relevant time frame, but an expanded examination of the cell phone data showing that the phone stopped reporting the data around 2.47. At that time, the white Elantra was leaving Pullman and headed toward Moscow, the next phone ping was at 448 in an area south of Moscow headed back to Pullman. And the cell records show that the suspect left his home in Pullman around 9 a.m. on November 13th, went back to Moscow that morning. And they went back to June of 2022, 
showing the suspect's phone was in the crime scene area on at least 12 occasions before the murders. All but one in the late evening on the early morning hours. They also, you know, followed him, of course, and stopped him twice, him and his dad, when they were driving back across the country so that they could get video footage of his hands. So that they'd have, they've, they've built a pretty strong case against this guy. What an incredible story. And how frightening to have him walk right toward you in the hallway and right past you but didn't do anything to you. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, this is Sean. Texas weather, it isn't for... Mm. Uh. 36, 24, 36. Mm. Mm. That's Because it's Funky Friday. You don't have to contain yourself. You can let it all out now. Hey, secure the top on the Yeti. You don't want to spill none of that hot coffee. Good morning, 608, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555, Oh, you're such an embarrassment. You're embarrassing the entire world by acting the way you are, Matt Gates. Can I believe that you would do a thing like cut number one here, Jimmy? Why would you embarrass the Republican Party, Mr. Gates, by doing something like this? Gates. Trump. Oh, the paw that fell upon the place when Matt Gates nominated Donald John Trump. Number two, Jimmy, number two. My friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, r- wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. Boo! Oh, my God, how could... And especially on the eve of January 6th, that evil overthrow of our constitutional republic, our democracy. Okay, that's what that's what we're hearing. We're hearing that, you know, the guys that are protesting this and uh, that are causing all this, they're terrorists. They're evil terrorists. That You know, they're Osama bin Laden hiding out in a cave. <laughs> they're flying planes into buildings. They're terrorists. That's what they are, these, Republic, these 21 Republicans. They're such an embarrassment. To the Republican Party, to the to the country. You know what it shows? They don't have their act together. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have a plan. Okay, I'm going to tell you something, and, and Don reported on it this morning. Every speaker since 1923 has been elected with just one vote. That should tell you all you need to know. That should tell you everything you need to know about the uniparty cartel that controls Washington, D.C. Here's the guy. Here's the girl. You vote for this guy. You vote for this girl. And do not consider anyone else. And by the way, sit down and shut up. Don't you dare cause a ruckus because then you're going to be called a terrorist and and people are going to say you're such an embarrassment. You're broken. You know what? If you're more outraged about this process and the time that it's taking than you are about the way that the Uniparty has been screwing up your life, 
you need to reconsider your priorities. If this is outraging you, and what the Uniparty has been doing to you now for decades does not, if you're one that's sitting there saying, we need to get this in line, we need to follow the rules, they are following the rules, we need to just sit down and shut up. Number one, you're buying the media cartel line. Like up here on Fox News, it's dragging on into its fourth day. Four whole days, wow, we. How long has the Uniparty been screwing up the country? Opening the border, allowing disease in, and allowing people in here by the millions. And nobody has stood up to the Uniparty on that one, have they? Nobody. Nobody has stood in front of the tank on that one. Well, we have some Republican governors that have been shipping these folks around the country, but we don't have anybody standing up about that. And in December, when they approach with what they call the omnibus spending bill, $1.7 trillion, and force it down your throat while giving you a big middle finger... Nobody stands up about that. No, sir. Uh-uh. We wouldn't dare. Or when they teach pedophilia in the schools to our children, which they do, oh, nobody stands up about that. It takes parents to stand up. Anybody in the Uniparty going to these school board meetings? Anybody in the Uniparty going to the libraries and checking the books? No. No. Because they're all playing for the same team, except for these 21. And by the way, it's more than that. Back in the 36th Congress, from 1859 through 1861, double-digit votes. William Pennington emerged victorious, 44 votes, 44. We're at, what, 12? The most votes ever taken, 133 votes. 133 votes for Speaker. 34th, 34th Congress from 1855 to 1857 took two months. Two months. You see, if you're thinking that Republicans are looking stupid right now, you're buying the media cartel line and you're really saying that you're not serious about change or principles. We elected you, now go to D.C. and just do what you've always done. Just go up there and, you know, get, get, vote for that guy that they show you that this is the guy. And, and then he's going to do whatever he's going to do, regardless of what anybody back here wants done. Just keep keep things the way they are. Don't, don't just leave me alone and just do what you're doing. And I don't really don't want you to be messy about it. Just, just don't be messy. Because if you're messy, you look stupid. And that's what's important. I don't want anybody to look stupid. I don't want you I don't I would I would rather you be ineffective than look stupid, okay? That's what I'd rather. But the truth of the matter is, you see, in today's world, since nineteen twenty three and since the mid eighteen hundreds, people are not used to the way a constitutional republic works. You see, this is the whole concept, is that you have people who will stand up and demand change for the on the behalf of the american people not not go there elect you and then go there and do the same old same old same old with the same old rules and the same old plan and the same old everything uh, no you in a constitutional republic it's supposed to be noisy <laughs> there's supposed to be the freedom to object in fact in a constitutional republic that freedom to object is supposed to be applauded 
Not told you're a terrorist. Not told you're a kook. Not told you're a right-wing radical. It's supposed to be applauded. You're supposed to say, man, thank you very much. That's the way it's supposed to work in a constitutional republic. But see, here's the deal. America has been so radically changed that they have become, in America, accustomed to the authoritarian approach of the ruling party, the ruling uniparty. So the one who's been in charge most recently has been Nancy Pelosi, and it's going to be Nancy Pelosi, and it's going to be Nancy Pelosi, and it's going to be Nancy Pelosi. Every time she ran, it was going to be Nancy Pelosi. And they're doing the same thing with Hakeem Jeffries. You see, an authoritarian state like the liberal Democrats... It's authoritarian. You accept who we tell you to accept, and that person is going to do whatever they want to do, and you don't have any input into it at all. And you know what? We don't look stupid. We look all unified over here on the Democrat side. We don't look stupid. We look unified. behind. And Republicans, they're just looking stupid. They're looking stupid. Because that's what's important. It's, it's not, in, in today's America, it's not about whether or not they're representing you. Everything in today's America is about how you look because we live in the TikTok society. It's about how you look, see, and you got to look a certain way and present yourself a certain way, and that's what matters. People like that would have never made it through the revolutionary times of the United States and the establishment of this government in this country. They weren't unified. <laughs> they didn't get in line until the party line. took a long time to come up with the Constitution and to come up with plans for this country. And they worked at it very hard, and they argued a lot and loudly over what this thing was going to be. And in the end, not everybody agreed. In the end, they still had dissidents. They still had people who were, oh, no, I don't like this at all. And throughout the years, we modified and we changed and we got better. But, you know, at least they had the discussion. At least they were able to go after each other on these issues and represent themselves. And that is the entire point of the system. Now, I'm not saying you have to agree with those folks. You certainly don't have to agree with Matt Gates. You certainly don't have to agree with Lauren Boebert. You don't, you don't have to agree with these folks at all. I'm not saying that. But I am saying this is the process. And if you're upset about the process, more so, if you're upset about what you're saying, more so than raising any kind of stink over the way the Uniparty has been screwing the country up for decades, you really need to reconsider where you're, where you're coming from. If this is upsetting you more and you're and you're you're so motivated to call Congress, you've never been motivated to call them before, but you are now when for decades you've sat down on your hands and kept your mouth shut while the Uniparty screwed up the country, you really need to think about this. You really need to think about where your head is. And you might need to pull it out of there. Because this is the way it works. Now look, they're gonna get to a resolution probably today, probably gonna be McCarthy today. We're going to move on. And they're going to start their work. What has it been? Four days? Three now, but four after today. So, <laughs> the Uniparty's been screwing up the country and the American people for decades. And to me, there's nothing wrong with people who stand up 
and let their voice be heard and make their demands and cast their votes and have the principle to stand on their convictions and not be swayed by their by the pressure of the media and the establishment in the uniparty people who will actually say this is what i believe and i'm going to put my feet where i believe i'm going to walk the path of which i believe that's what america's about folks not conformity not getting in line and going along to get along boy we got to we got to do that not reaching out to people who have been your enemy who want to destroy you and say to them we really want you to come join us now like what you're hearing reach out to the democrats and put them on the committees let them have in charge of the committees the the democrats have been trying to destroy this country and trying to destroy the republican party now for decades and you're going to reach out to them and do a coalition government what are you drinking inside the beltway no no this is all right it's fine don't worry about it get up go to work do your thing come home at night do your thing and enjoy your life they're going to work this out and they're going to get busy and this is in relation by the way don't think that today doesn't have anything to do with this the spat in this fight that is happening right now i'll explain that when i get back Trey Ware here on KTSA for Amogee Bank. Amogee Bank is your family business bank. If you've got a family business, you know, we, we, I, I've told you about our, our travel company. We're focused on cruises and Disney trips and all-inclusive and stuff like that. Amogee is, helps out family businesses like ours and yours. And, and if 2023 is your year that you've been thinking about, well, maybe I want to start a family business. Well, what do I do? How do I get that done? And, and certainly, where do I get the money? I got to have money. I got to have seed money. I got to, you know, if I'm going to have a, a location somewhere or something like that. Amogee can answer all those questions. Not only with the money, they can certainly answer the money question. They have more than twelve billion dollars in assets, so the money question is taken care of when it comes to Amogee. But also a lot of your other questions, because they're business experts, family business experts at Amogee. David McGee, I love this man, and he will fight hard for your family business to help make it a huge success, the success that you want it to be. Regardless of what it is, regardless of how big you want to be and what you want to sell or what you want to do, the pros over at Amogee are here to help your family become a huge success in business. And they'll work hard day and night to help you do that. That's Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Sunny and warm today in 77. Clouds, showers tomorrow in about 73. And then somewhere around 69 on Sunday. Right now it's 51 at KTSA. Good morning. Still working a stall on two. Uh, let's groove, baby. Come on. It's a 626 Funky Friday. It's Red Friday. Slap something red on. I like your red velvet vans. I think they're cool, man. I really do. No, Elaine's laughing. Why are you laughing, Elaine? I think they are. That's you know who would have wore Elaine. You know who would have wore shoes like that? Elvis Presley. You, yes, man. No, no, I'm dead serious, man. I, have you seen them? You've seen those shoes, right? I have. Uh, what's the matter? Pimp. <laughs> said the pimp shoes. Pimp shoes. Yeah, somewhere like to... your huggy bear or something. <laughs> Jimmy's yeah. Jimmy's got a pair of red velvet Vans on today. Yeah, I, I, four, I, hope, I bought them for Red Fridays, and I, I really hope you don't mind. But I'm I'm going I'm doing it, man. I'm going to buy me a pair. They're shockingly comfortable and obviously shockingly. Com- See, I'm a Skechers man. I got Skechers on. I love these Skechers, do. But these are some smart looking shoes. You know, 
I, I first came across. I wanted to step on them the minute I saw. Them. <laughs> yeah. You know how it is when people wear new shoes. Yeah. You want to step on them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I first came across Vans. My son would wear Vans, and they look so cool on the motorcycle. Now you're supposed to wear leather boots and all that right, kind of stuff, but yeah. he wear Vans on a motorcycle, and they look. And he found a pair of bright orange Vans that he would wear on a motorcycle. Yeah, they come in a multitude of colors. Well, that's what I. He was just showing it's like Chuck me. Taylors. You know, yeah. I, have, I have a closet full of those. That's what Justin yeah. had were Chuck Taylor vans in multiple colors, bright, shiny, and all that kind of stuff. And you walked in this morning, and I'm telling you, I thought you were, uh, well, you were going to look for the yellow brick road. That's what I was thinking was going to yeah. happen here. Because that's kind of what they look clicking like. Clicking his heels yes. together, saying there's no place like home. Exactly. Right. That's kind of what they look like. Rob Thompson and Rudy J said the same thing. Did they really? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and you would think, because Rudy's got fashion. Oh, Rudy likes them. Okay, all right, good. And Rob kept touching them. He was like, they feel well, that cool. Well, when it comes to Rob, that makes sense. <laughs> that he would he want to stroke it. He's kind of handsy, that boy. He really yeah. is. But yeah. he's got a soft touch. So he, it was no, nice. that's for, good. For a big guy, he does. <laughs> yeah. He is a big, what is he, 6'8", 6'9"? Six, he's, he's, he's giant. That's yeah, he really is, man. He needs to be playing offensive yeah, line when, much, when yeah. we put the team together. Yeah. So, yeah, they look really good, man. And they, you got them on the Vans website, huh? They're on sale, and they have your size. They have 13s, 12 or 13s. Get the 13s. All right. And forty nine bucks free shipping. They do have thirteen. Yes, I okay. checked for you, boss. All right. Well, how about that? I, I got to. I got to get me a. You got to get some, right? They really are nice looking, yeah. and they would look good on Friday. I'm glad you got them for Friday. Thanks for doing that. Jimmy so, jumped right in on when he first started here. He jumped right in on the Red Friday thing. Yeah. So every Friday we got red on. So see, I, when he first walked in, I thought he was wearing his slippers. <laughs> Left home in a hurry. Well, what did you call him? Your Hugh Hefner? Yeah, shoes? we call him the <laughs> Hugh Hefner. He needs a smoking jacket. <laughs> Where's your pipe, son? Yep. I got one. Uh, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought Cody Canada took it from you. <laughs> he owes me one. <laughs> Well seasoned, yeah. <laughs> uh, inside joke, not so inside. No, I think it's all out in the open. Everybody who knows Cody knows. <laughs> all right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, what day is it? No, oh, I'll tell you. Trey Ware, KTSA, the God Family and Country Radio Show. This two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, what a solemn day today is, huh? Says Nancy Pelosi. A tweet from Ms. Pelosi yesterday. I don't know if this was the third or fourth shot. Tomorrow we solemnly observe the January 6th attack on the Capitol. ABC Commie Radio on the way in this morning, I heard the guy say, Today is January 6th. This was the lead story. It has been the lead story since it happened. That's the date when the Trump forces tried to overthrow the government by attacking the Capitol. <clears throat> you know, they actually have said the left Democrats, that this is worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor combined. This is the worst day in American history, 9-11, or uh, January 6th, and we must observe it solemnly, to the point now where what they want to do is have a holiday called a national holiday, a solemn national holiday, a la Memorial Day, <laughs> Oh, so that we can stop. And reflect upon the worst day in the history of the United States of America, which is January 6th. Now, let me just a couple of things about this, and and if you want to say something about it, feel free. 210-599-5555. First thing is, 
if you don't think there's a connection between this and what you're seeing in the House of Representatives right now, you crazy, because there is. You see, the Uniparty is fighting hard to stay in control and stay in power. Why? Because they don't want an actual January 6th investigation like a real one. Because what you just saw, what the Democrats just did with Liz Cheney, what that was was a show. It was all pre-planned. It was all scripted. A guy from Disney that hates the Republicans is the guy who produced this thing. They put it on television, and then they wrote a report, and it was not a real investigation. They didn't call opposition witnesses. They didn't sit there and do a real investigation. They didn't ask the man who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt, why didn't, why did you do that? And they certainly didn't ask the investigating bodies, why was he not investigated for murder or homicide or, or, uh, manslaughter or any other charges? Why wasn't he investigated? That's the only person who died that day. I don't care what Merrick Garland tells you. Merrick Garland is a liar. And he said, oh, all these officers died on January 6th. They did not die on January 6th. One person died on January 6th, and she was shot by this man that was never even investigated. But you see, they don't want any of that coming out. The Uniparty cannot have that coming out because they are using this to block one man from ever having power again, a man who stood against the Uniparty and turned return the power back to you. He said so in his inauguration, and he was working at doing that. And they can't stand that man. In fact, cut number two here, Jimmy. What that man did in four years was amazing. And yesterday when Matt Gates stood up and nominated him to be Speaker of the House, Matt Gates told you what he did. My friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. All of those things are true. <laughs> and they can't, the Uniparty cannot have an, investi- an actual investigation where you're calling opposition witnesses into January 6th. That's the first thing. Second thing is they want to set up January 6th as a day that they'll, people forevermore will hate Republicans. They want their own Guy Fox day. You know what that is? Yeah, in uh, in about 1605, it was 1605, you had Catholic extremists who went to a parliament, the House of Lords, where King James was going to meet with the House of Lords, and they put barrels of explosives underneath the floor. And they were caught. The lives were saved. But 400 years later... 400 years later, the British still celebrate and think about and have a day of remembrance for Guy Fawkes Day, 400 years later. Well, that's exactly what the Democrats want to do with January 6th. They want to turn it into a day that they that people will forevermore hate Republicans. That Guy Fawkes Day is just basically hate everything Catholic. Read, Catholic. read the report about it on Catholic.com. That's what they want here. And so, yeah, uh, today is their 9-11. Today is their Pearl Harbor, they say. Today is a day that they need a Memorial Day holiday for a solemn remembrance of the day 
But the man in the medicine uh, man hat, head, grass, whatever, went into uh, the went into the Capitol and took pictures of himself. It's not attack on democracy. It was a riot got out of hand. The president already told Mike Pence, wish I would have never gone to that thing. He also um, said he was not fast enough to get out in front of it and tell people to go home. He admitted all that so. But it was not an overthrow of the government, ABC. Quit lying. Quit, quit, quit using my radio station to lie. Stop it. It was not an overthrow of the government. It was not an attack on the Capitol that was overthrowing the government. It's not what happened. And it was not worse than 9-11, not worse than Pearl Harbor, not worse than World War II. It simply was not. I don't care what the drunk Pelosi tries to tell you today. Today, uh, Joe Biden is going to have people in the White House, and they're going to have a solemn remembrance of this moment. And he's going to hand out medals. He's going to put medals on the necks of people. And then on the Capitol steps, they're all going to get together, Republicans and Democrats, and they're going to sing Kumbaya. But listen, uh, what, what this is all about, they're fighting hard against a real investigation into what happened on January 6th. They don't want the truth to come out. They don't want us to find out it, who was Ray Epps. Was he actually encouraging people? Who were those guys that were opening the doors and saying, come in here, come on, guys? Who were those people? We've seen them on video. Who were they? What was going on? They don't want that information coming out. They want one man blamed and one man alone, and that's Donald Trump. I don't care what you think about him. That's just not where the blame lies. And it's not worse than 9-11. It's not worse than World War II. It's not worse than the Civil War. It's not worse than Pearl Harbor and all those other things that the Democrats would have you believe about January 6th. They're crazy. Let's go to line one. Mark, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday and Happy New Year, man. Yeah, Happy New Year, Trey. I just want to know at what point we start criticizing these 20. Uh, I mean, I at this point for me, I mean, I respect what they've done. I think they've done a great job in getting the rules changed, which is, I think, the, the most important thing at this point is getting those rules where everybody, where the conservative voice especially can participate and have a seat at the table and be um, not excluded from the process of of what gets to the floor and what gets voted on and what gets what gets involved but at some point um i know it, i'm at the point with saying they've won that battle from what i've heard and from what you guys everybody's been reporting i think they've won that battle and the time now is to move on and start governing and investigating and let's get on with things. I think you're right. I think well, as far as as far as the timing is concerned, I think it's today, probably this weekend there's going to be a resolution probably as soon as today, Mark. I've kind of predicted that all week long. But look, Mark, it's only been 3 days. We're we're now starting the 4th day. Right. And we've had a uniparty in D.C. that has been destroying our country and our liberties and our freedom and our border and our and and our uh our financial a problem here with $31 trillion in debt and soaring. They have been destroying it for decades. So if it takes a few days to put some uh, hard lines in place, I'm good with that. I don't have a problem. And I really don't have a problem with the process. Um, if, if people have, have more problems with the process than the Uniparty and what the Uniparty's been doing to screw up the country, I hope people will reconsider their priorities. I agree. Thanks for the work, bud. Take All right, man. Care. Thank Thanks you. Have a good day. Uh, let's go line two. And Steve, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, Steve. Happy Friday, Trey. Happy Friday, San Antonio. I, uh, I want the 20 strong, 21 now strong to hold firm. If we get uh, McCarthy, it, 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 you cannot deal with the devil. 
uh, he won't live up to whatever agreements he's made because he's he's a Democrat rhino. But that being said, I was calling about the uh, the the Fed's direction, which the Democrat ideologies and agendas and arguments cannot withstand or hold up to opposition argument. I will forever refer to it as the Fed's direction. I firmly believe that it was it was a it was a little protest of a, a, a protest. I don't want to call it a little protest because there was a lot of people there. It was a, it was a protest that got out of hand that was orchestrated and planned and plotted ahead by Nancy Pelosi, the DNC, the FBI, the Capitol Police, and probably a little CIA thrown in for good measure. They have sealed all of the pertinent, important, uh, 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 relevant uh, video. Of, of, of what happened that day. Why would they do that? Why would the American people allow them to do that and accept it? It is because they, this was a fed surrection. This was never an insurrection. You, you, there's, there's videotape out there clearly of federal operatives and Antifa operatives and Nancy Pelosi operatives egging these people on, uh, telling them, come on in, come on in, and let's go this way, and let's go that. Orchestrating the whole, this whole thing was orchestrated by the Democrats and federal authorities. I, I have no argument whatsoever, Stephen. That's what I've been saying from the very beginning. Have a great day uh, and a great weekend. Yes, yeah, I, I, I've been saying that from the very beginning. That's why we have to have an investigation. We have to have an honest and true investigation, not a television program that was pre-scripted and written by leftist Democrats. Which is exactly what we got of a J6 committee, you know. But come on. Military City USA, even even you Democrats. You folks who have lost loved ones in service to this country, fighting for liberty and freedom, are you not just a little, little insulted that the Democrats are comparing this to Memorial Day? Are you not just a little insulted that the Democrats are comparing this and saying it's worse than 9-11? World War II? Civil War? Pearl Harbor? Are you not just a little bit taken aback by the fact they would say, yeah, a protest that got out of hand is worse than those days? This was the darkest day in American history? If you're not taken aback by that and you're not insulted by that, when the hell are you going to wake up? I mean, what seriously, what would what would wake you up? What what that means is if if you think that they're right in saying that, that you're so caught up in partisan ideology, nothing's going to break through your thick skull. Seriously. Let's go to line uh, three. Rudy, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Friday, Rudy. Happy Friday. Uh, I'm going to kind of disagree with the caller. I-, I think this 20 should hold out. I'm tired of watching the Republicans get in there and then just peter out. I'm, I'm tired of them giving up. Yep. I'm tired of watching what happened. We were hoping there was going to be a, a change, a great wave. That didn't happen, but we have a few bold people in there, right. and we just need to stand by them and encourage them to continue to make change. Because if we keep doing what we're doing, this country is going to keep going the way it's That's going. That's right. Uh, That's exactly we right. Need to, we need to encourage these folks, yep. you know, those of us who are on this side, uh, 
you know, I, I'm a first-generation American, and I've seen what happens in other countries. Not my family lived that, and that's why they're here. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to remember where we came from and stand by these values. Uh, you know, Congress is where the fighting is supposed to happen, and we need to stop trying to make agreements with people. We need to fight like Democrats. You, you, Rudy, thank you, man. You've said everything that I have said all week long, and that includes today, that this is about standing up and fighting for your principles. And if you don't believe in that, then you don't believe in what you voted for. If, if you really don't believe in the process and what's been going on this week, then you're really okay with the same old, same old stuff happening. This is about effecting change in our country, something we all have said we wanted. And by God, I vote for them, and they never change anything. They never do anything. They, they go up there, and the same thing happens. It continues to do the same thing. Well, these 21, and I think there's more, these 21 are actually trying to bring about change, and it's working. They're making progress. They're making headway. Got to take a break. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. When it comes to hiring a roofer, don't mess around. Call is with Trey Ware, appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, let's go back to these phone calls right away. 210-599-5555. And line four is Nora. Hi, Nora. You're on KTSA. Happy Friday. Hey, Terry. Happy Friday. Hope you get on your motorcycle and go far away. I'm going to. Believe you me, that's going to happen. (laughs) Listen, finally... Finally, we're getting the picture, and that's fantastic. It's going to take a little bit longer, though, but you cannot convince Democrats. I just, I, I work around a lot of Democrats. There's no convincing them. They have their mind closed. Yeah. Well, and look, and, and thank you, Nora. Have a great weekend. I, I'm not, I'm not the least bit concerned about how they look. I, I, I want them to be effective. I don't care how they look, you know. And I, I know, I, I hear from people who say, well, they just look awful. They look disorganized. No, they look very organized. They look like they got a plan, and they're exercising their plan. They're getting concessions out of the the, the future speaker. What looks like is going to be the future speaker of the house. They're putting rules into place to actually effect change. Isn't that what you said you wanted? You wanted change? Or do you really want them to go up there and just conform? Okay, okay, I'll be a good boy. I'll get in line. I'll do what you tell me. I'll follow along. I'll follow all the rules and do what you tell me to do. Okay, you're the boss. I mean, the story that Don had this morning says it all as far as I'm concerned. Every speaker since 1923 has been elected with one vote. (laughs) Single vote. That tells you everything you need to know. That's like, you know, Rockefellers and Rothschilds saying, this is your guy, you vote for him. This is your girl, you vote for her. Uh, No, I don't think so. Uh, No, uh -uh. I got a different idea. And that's exactly what we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to applaud this kind of thing. We're not supposed to criticize it. We're supposed to applaud it. If somebody's up there raising hell and in the middle is people's faces, you're supposed to say, all right, cool. And that doesn't mean you have to agree with them all the time. What it says is you support being an American. And the problem is we've lived under a authoritarian regime known as the Uniparty, that's what I call it, for far too long. And everybody expects that you're supposed to just get in line and do what Pelosi tells you. I don't think so. I don't think so. And the establishment, or the uniparty as I call them, they're really upset. They're really upset about this. So it takes four or five days. Maybe going to take over the weekend to get this done. So they have been screwing up America now for decades. And by the way, if you go back to the 1850s, 
it took like four months to come up with the Speaker of the House. And you know what? Country made it. Country survived. And if it takes a week to get this done or 10 days to get this done or whatever, you know what? Country's going to survive. America's not going to die if it takes a couple of weeks or if it takes a month. It won't take that long, by the way. Probably today, this weekend, they'll have something done. But whatever, the country's not going not, not to die. In fact, it's going to be stronger because of the process. Let's go to line one. Hey, John, you're on KTSA. Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. I don't want to switch back to January 6th, which was a protest over the election and uh, our vote not counting. Uh, and it turned into a, a, a Box Canyon ambush by the Democrats. They were waiting, and uh, there's just so much evidence. A week before, the Capitol doors had been shut to the public. They were opened. Uh, congressional delegations were seen lead, leading people around, showing them the facilities, the doorways, etc. Uh, you had uh, the one fellow that vanished and then you had this john sullivan guy who was antifa and should have been in prison but probably was out on um the vice president's bail program john Uh, i i I hate to do this i I gotta cut you off i gotta jump and run because i got a top of the hour hitting me here in the face but have a great weekend i do appreciate your call Uh, let me just say this anybody who is criticizing january 6th and thinks january 6th is the worst day in American history because it was an attempted takeover, attempted coup. It was an insurrection. But yet they were cool with Antifa and they were cool with BLM. You're a hypocrite. If you think BLM was all right, if you think that Antifa is all right in what they do and that what happened on January 6th was an insurrection and overthrow of the government, you're a hypocrite. That's exactly what BLM was, the summer of fires, and Antifa, the summer of murders exactly what they were when you when you criticize them and call that an attempted coup an attempted overthrow of the country then i'll listen to you all right let's go to line three and carol you're on hi carol yeah i think the worst in american history was uh elected joe biden so, uh, the uh, worst day in american history not january yeah, 6th. you're right um <laughs> also i believe the 21 the 21 needs to hold out as long as they can i'm okay with that the longer they hold out and the uh, the longer that Congress is absent and can't do anything, it's better for the American people. Right on. They have lost their way. They have lost their brand. They have lost their values. They have lost their their agreement with the American people, what they're supposed to do as conservatives and Republicans. So sure. hold out as long as they can because we are better off without them. Thank you, Carol. Appreciate the call. Happy weekend to you. That's exactly right. Four days now. Well, it'll be four days today. So three days and starting number four. Congress has not been able to screw up your life. <laughs> To me, <laughs> that's a good thing. Back in a minute with Warren Ryman next, KTSA. Come to the South Texas RV Super Sale. 100-